Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Soul Podcast. My name is Melissa. And I am Sammy, and we are your hosts. This is a podcast about life, inspirational stories about facing life's challenges, rising through the obstacles to find happiness, success, abundance, and love. So grab yourself your favorite warm drink, get comfortable, and prepare to be inspired. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Happy Soul Podcast. Um, Today, Sammy and I are going to be chatting about our first season because this is it, you guys. We are wrapping up our first season. We're so excited. We're so grateful. We're going to take a small break and then we're going to come back for season two. We've got so many exciting subjects to talk about. So we thought in wrapping up this season, it would be fun to sit and have a conversation with each other about all things starting this podcast. So, hey, Sam. Hi. <laughs> yeah, totally. Should we just pretend like we haven't been talking for the last hour? Absolutely. Good to see you. Hi. <laughs> Wrapping up the season with this episode and just like it's our first season. Obviously, we've never done a podcast before. There was lots to learn, lots that we went over lots that we're grateful for and lots coming up that we're excited about. And so I feel like all of those things we want to talk about because we want to tell you the things we've learned. And maybe this is helpful if you're doing a podcast or maybe you can be like, oh yeah, I've seen improvement on that along the way. (laughs) Or maybe (laughs) and tell you what kind of episodes are coming up in the, in the future so that you know what to look forward to in season two. So yeah. When you were saying that, this just popped into my brain. We just released that Theo 2 episode mm-hmm. and you have that little disclaimer in saying like we were pretty new and but we we're going to keep this we're not going to re-record this because it was raw and it was authentic and it was real and and then I was listening to it I was like wow we have come a long way <laughs> like and that's a short time frame and I remember sitting in that room like dang we've got this figured out like <laughs> yeah this is awesome <laughs> I just like even when I was editing it, the amount of times that you could like hear the kids in the background screaming, and I just didn't realize that that would be picked up as well as it as it was. Or like I banged my hands on the table or snapped my fingers or whatever. We just had one mic at the time. Now we have four, and we were sitting at one table in my bedroom, which I'm actually currently back in my bedroom. But we are mobile, but more mobile now. We figured it out better. So. <laughs> so much I love it. now we're like oh, like the hum of my refrigerator it's gonna come in. <laughs> right right okay so what did, what did you tell me something that you learned in this last in our first season melissa okay okay here's a big one and i touched on this with stories once <laughs> like this total like soapbox rant on stories one day on this but something that i I'm not going to answer. I, I think that what I'm about to go on is maybe a bit of a turn and maybe not directly answering your question, but I'll get there. One thing that I have learned that was unexpected, because I knew when we started, I knew it was going to be a journey and I knew we were going to learn a lot. And I knew there would be like, like, I think if I go back into my imagination, I knew there would be technical things to learn and you know, how are we going to release this thing? And how are we going to find the platforms for it? How are we going to edit it? What, what are we going to use for microphones? What are we going to use for computers? Where are we going to go? All that stuff. I knew there would be a big journey that way, but an unexpected thing that I hadn't prepared myself for, I was just like, Hey, I'm so excited. We're going to, 
a couple of girlfriends chatting and we're going to have these conversations we were really excited to have, but I didn't expect the emotional side of it. And when I say emotional, I don't mean like sobbing. I mean like mental growth or emotional growth that was going to go on with it. Like that very first episode that we released, I was shitting bricks when we were releasing that episode. Like I remember being like, I have to call my sister. And now I don't even remember what we were talking about that I was so worried about, but I was like, I need to call my sister. I need to make sure that I'm not going to hurt her feelings. And like, I was so worried about hurting somebody's feelings. And I was so like, I am a natural people pleaser. And it's something that I find I struggle with because sometimes I'm like, this is a gift and I am highly empathetic and I can see other sides of what people think and feel and I can empathize with that and sometimes I don't know obviously there's a lot of moments and a lot of things you go walk into and you're like I don't I didn't know that that was going to be I was going to make somebody feel like that but the minute somebody says it it's like like it just like encapsules me so Mm -hmm. I I I just never want to hurt somebody's feelings. And if I feel like I have said something to upset somebody, it makes me freaking sick. And it's something I'm working on because I think that we need to be empathetic to what people are feeling around you, but not to the detriment of not speaking your own truth or not to the detriment of like sitting there in silence. Do you know what I mean? Like say what you want to say respectfully, as long as you're not... Am, am I making any sense? Totally. No, because I'm I'm similar but different. Like when if I say something and I think that one of two things, either that I think that someone could have taken it the wrong way um, or I find out that someone took it the wrong way. It sits in my brain constantly. Like it doesn't make me feel sick, but it is like I need to fix this. I it's like a, it's it overpowers my brain. In like, I need to reach out to this person. I need to clarify the misunderstanding or I need to apologize. Like if it's something I think that someone misinterpreted, I need to, I need to contact them right now. I need to explain like, Hey, I realized this could have come across this way. Like really sorry, not intended that way and clarify. And if I find out that it actually did hurt somebody, then I want to make sure that I apologize to that person and rectify the situation. So I'm the same, but less in the like, emotional way about it and more of just like mental I don't know I think it's I think we're the same but different and I know that I know I remember you were so you've been so worried about a couple different episodes and things that you said and even me there's been things that I've said if it's like if I'm telling us for me it's like if I'm telling a story about a conversation I had with somebody else and something that that person said that I disagreed with and I don't say who the person is but I'll say what the conversation was I think what if this person hears this episode and they remember that conversation and they're all mad that I talked about something they said that I disagreed with. And I like, it hurts. And like, I get really upset about that and really worried, like, oh my gosh, they're going to be so mad at me because I talked about this conversation. And it's like, well, if they're going to be mad that I disagree with what they said, like that's a conversation that we can have. And we could have had it in person. And if they're either the thing is the only reason they would be mad about like the only things I can come up with as to reasons why they would be mad about things that I've said is because they don't want people to know that they said it. And the thing is, I didn't talk about who it was, so it doesn't matter. And if you don't want people to know that you said it, then you shouldn't have said it. And number two, (laughs) 
Number two is maybe I should have spoken with them directly about it. And usually I do speak directly with people about it. So they probably already know. <laughs> um, and if they don't, then it maybe just wasn't that big a deal and came up an example. But that was something that I struggled with too, was I, oh, I hope that, you know, they don't, they're not offended about that. And I tried to be more careful as well, because I know in early episodes, I would say like, oh, I was having this conversation with this person this one time and they said this, and this is why I didn't like this. And I realized after I was like, well, maybe that was too specific of a story. And it could make people feel almost scared to talk to you because whatever they say could end up on your podcast. And I don't want that to happen. (laughs) That just gave me like, and so I don't want that to happen I want to still be a safe person and a safe space on this podcast and so I there was things I said in episodes but I was like you know what I'm just going to release this it's already been decided but moving forward I'm going to be more careful with those things because I don't want people to feel like I'm unsafe to talk to I will make sure to get permission in the future for things that I'm going to say if I'm going to say them or be much more vague about the situation so that it's not obvious who that conversation was with And not that I would say the person, like I wouldn't be like, I had this conversation with my husband and this is why I didn't like what he said. I mean, like, unless he was okay with it, but like, I wouldn't say specifically who it was, but I would maybe say the specifics of the conversation. And so if that person remembered, they would know. And that's just the thing I realized, like, I don't want people to be afraid to talk to me and I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And so there may be things released in other episodes, but like moving forward. And since I realized that, which was like, probably in our first banter actually our first or a second banter that we released that I was like I shouldn't have said that but have you gone back and listened to that first banter mm, no me either I should go back and listen to it um, I yeah I, I think that I was surprised by I was I was struck that first one because I didn't expect to feel uncomfortable releasing an episode mm-hmm. I didn't expect to feel even though that's funny now that I'm thinking about it, that's funny because like, okay, I am teased in my immediate group of people for being the person I am so paranoid about if I'm having a conversation, if somebody were to overhear and potentially misinterpret something I'm saying, or like, God forbid, I'm talking about something that somebody else isn't supposed to hear. I'm so paranoid. People tease me because they're like, let's just speak up. Like nobody cares. Like, what are you whispering about? We're not even talking about anything controversial right now. What the heck? And I'm like, that's the girl that's releasing podcasts. Hey, <laughs> like what? But I, I didn't expect. So like in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm the one whispering all the time, but I was I, I didn't expect to feel that way. So I but it's been good for me. Like I didn't we didn't start this podcast because it was like, here's this personality thing I really want to work on. It was like I really want to start a podcast. So but it has been really good for me because I I realized that I'm allowed to have a voice. And yes, respectfully. And I really truly hope that I have not hurt anybody's feelings with the things that I've said. And if I have, I am genuinely sorry, because I I don't want anybody to ever feel hurt by the things that I say, but then, yeah, like I said, I've, I, I've just learned that I'm allowed to have a voice too. And I might have something to say that might be impactful, or maybe I just need to get it out of my voice box <laughs> and it's okay. And, you know, like, I, you know, people say things people are having conversations all the time and I'm graceful when I hear stuff, I'm listening to it for the 
for the listening for the good in conversations and in podcasts and listening to other people speaking. So why do I not have faith that my people aren't going to have the same amount of grace? Yeah. I would hope that my people would have the same amount of grace. Oops. She kind of said something offside. She didn't mean it to be. Maybe I can go to her and say that was a little offside, Melissa, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's a long ramble, but no, yeah. no, I think it's a good topic. And I think it's the most important one of lessons that have been learned. The other ones are all pretty little, but, and more technical, but I think that is the biggest one. And I think it's been a big one for me too. Not in just for you. I think it's been a sense of, it's okay to say these things. And so and I'm not intending to hurt somebody. I'm just speaking my thoughts and my opinions. And for me, it's, I'm always been okay with speaking my thoughts and my opinions, but making sure that I'm not, that I'm being aware and careful about who that could impact and not in the sense of like, I can't speak my opinions, but I want to make sure that I'm not pulling people in that didn't ask to be in this conversation on our podcast. And I think that's important. And I think the thing is, is both of us are really good at seeing other people's perspectives and like for different reasons. Like I think for you, it's an, I mean, it could be wrong here. So please correct me if I'm wrong. For you, it's more of an an empath way. Like it's like, oh, I can see how this is and I can see how this is. And you know what I mean? And for me, I feel like it's more of a, for lack of a better term, a logic way. Not that yours isn't logical. I don't mean it that way. Um, I don't get sad about the way that people he- could hear things. I just realize, okay, we we both can think of all of the different ways that all the different people can think and hear the and receive the things that we're saying. Um, but you're more of the emotion piece of it. And I'm more of the way they're thought processing it. I think that makes sense. No, oh, it does make sense. And you're absolutely right. I, I, I actually, it's funny. I, I had early on, I was working with this amazing life coach and early on in working together, it was like our second session or something. And I told her, and this is funny because I never said this in this while we were recording this episode, but I was like, oh yeah, it came up when we were interviewing Jeremy and he was talking about being in a room. And if he's in a room with a lot of people, it's like, he sucks up all of what they're feeling. And he's like, whoo, too much. (laughs) Can't do it. This is too much. I, I actually, that reminded me of this, but so we're in our second session and I told her, I'm like, it's like, I'm an emotional sponge. It's like, if I'm in a room with somebody and they're flying to Paris the next day, and that is one of my most favorite places and, and they're going and I'm not, my immediate reaction is just like, I'm so excited for you. I could cry. Like, I'm going to suck that up. And I get so excited. I feel like I'm about to board a plane to Paris. And in the same way, somebody's next to me and they're hurting. I'm like, my guts are turning inside out. Like, when somebody tells me about their pain or if somebody's beside me in pain, I'm like, Whoa. and I remember having this session with her and it kind of went something like, stop doing that. And I was like, what? It's who I am, man. Like, this is my care. It's who I am. Like, this is my badge of honor. Like, this is, I, if I'm not that, I don't know what I am. And, and basically I think the gist of it, and if she's listening to this, she can correct me. But I think the gist of it was like, okay, so the empathy side of it is good, but don't let it take you out. Yeah, Like you still have to be able to sit up. You still have to be able to have a voice. And I remember leaving, I'm on a big tear right now. No, I'm leaving one of our um, recordings. We did it at your house. I think it was Tara. And I remember driving away from that. And I had been having this like really odd kind of pain in my, this uh, is so ridiculous, but 
it was almost like a pain in my voice box. Like I was having this like very odd constricted feeling in my chest and in my throat. And even when I was breathing, it just felt a little bit constricted. And I remember leaving that episode and I think I called you or I messaged you because I was like, it's gone and I haven't had it since. And I'm not saying it's only the podcast, but something about speaking up and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like earth shattering things here. I'm just saying to be able to freely sit in a safe space and speak and, and say things that you want to say. I think I was holding myself back like a lot. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just letting it rip. (laughs) Not all the time, but you know, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. I just felt so empowered and it it has been empowering. And so there's all these different sides of it. Like, yeah, we need to keep ourselves in check and we still want to be safe people that people can come and talk to. And we are not just going to come and out you on a podcast. If you come and tell us something, if it's fascinating, we might ask you if you want to be a guest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but, you know, like we still want to be safe people. So like, there's all of this kind of balance that needs to be found and, and it's a work in progress. And we're probably going to record one of these wrapping up season two, and we're going to go back to this episode and we're going to say, remember when we said all those ridiculous things, (laughs) right? Like it's just a constant learning. And I think something that, and maybe hopefully this isn't too cheesy, but whatever, bring out the cheese. Um, But I just, I just feel like, you know, having a voice and being able to, to talk about stuff and work on stuff, you know, like going back to the beginning of this and looking to where this is going to go. We're not perfect. We weren't perfect. Then we're not perfect. Now we're not going to be perfect later. And, and the thing is like, you don't have to have it all freaking figured out in order to do something. We can just go and do it. And that's what I've loved about doing this with you, Sammy, is that I think that if you hadn't come to me and said, Hey, So remember when you told me you wanted to start a podcast, I was thinking about it too. Do you want to do it together? (laughs) And of course you said it so gracefully, like, you know, like, feel free to say no. And I'm not going to be mad if you say no. (laughs) And of course I was like, I totally want to do that. But had you not approached me like that, I probably would be sitting on this idea still. I wouldn't, there, there's no way I'd be sitting here recording episodes and, and, there's no way it would still be in my brain or in my notebook. There's no way it would be like this. So because I'm so, sometimes I get myself so stuck on like, but it's not perfect yet. And like, do you know what I mean? Yep. And I, I, oh, there was a book that I read at one point or some, maybe it was even a podcast. And it said, if you're not embarrassed about the first thing that you did, you're not doing it right. (laughs) Oh no. If you're not embarrassed about the first thing that you did, or the first product that you put out, then you went at it way too late. Like you should be mm-hmm. like, whoa, we've changed a lot. We've grown a lot. You should feel like that because that's growth. And you shouldn't have, you don't, you're not going to have it all figured out before you release it or it's too late. Yeah. That was a long ramble. No, it was so good. I wanted to touch on two things, but you're right. Like if you don't, it's, and I, if you listen to any of other episodes about people who have done, a business or something, all of them say you just got to jump. Like you dip your toe in a little bit to figure out if it's something you want to jump into. But once you've decided, you jump. And it's like for me, and I think that's the thing for me and you, and I hopefully this isn't offensive to say for you, but if I like for you, you're like, oh, I want to start a podcast. So I'll buy a microphone and maybe then eventually I'll get started. And I had been thinking about a podcast for a while, but I hadn't 
spend any money on it. And for me, as soon as I spend money on something, it's a go. Like I will not spend the money on it until it is a go. And I know that that's not for that's not you. <laughs> and that's not said in judgment. It's just the difference as it was like, I had been thinking about it for a while. And so you, in the same regard, you voicing that you were wanting to do one and being able to do it with you instead of waiting for myself to decide to do it also pushed me as much as like, because when I said that conversation with you and you were like, yes. And then I think it was in like November, I think it was this time around last year. It was ish this time around last year. Cause I know it was before December. Yeah. But it was not long before December. And I had said, okay, because we said it and then we like, didn't do anything. Like we didn't talk about it. We just said, yeah, let's, we'll do it. And then like, it kind of was silent for a bit. And I remember I said to AJ, I said, okay, if I don't, I'm not going to push her because she's got a lot going on right now. If I don't hear from her by boxing day, I'm just buying myself a microphone and I'm starting this in January with or without her. And <laughs> when she's ready, we'll go along for the ride. <laughs> She'll join in. And I just remember saying that because like, I had just, it was just like an idea in my head. And until you said, I've been thinking about this, then it became like, let's just do it. You know what I mean? So it was, it was two way street. As much as you're saying, like, I pushed you, you voicing your, your idea to me pushed me. So it was like two ways, but I was going to say two things about what you were saying before. Number one was just talking about like the seeing all sides and why it's tricky. And I even find this like not just in conversations, but and with our podcast, but it's the having an opinion. It's not, it's, it's, it's because, and I, other people are like this too. I'm sure I'm not saying this is the only, you have to be this way in order to think these things. And this me prefacing this way is a perfect example of what I'm talking about, but <laughs> is it's like, you're worried about speaking an opinion about something and on your side, maybe, it, and I'm just for two examples, on your side, it's like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I don't want to upset somebody. And on my side, it's, I've done my best to consider every side of this angle I can think of. And I'm worried I'm missing one that I'm not including. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I feel like if we go back to like reading the Enneagram, which I really love, the number that I am, I'm a five. And it says in there something to the derivative of, nines and fives it says i and, and like maybe i'm wrong in exactly what this saying but this is how my brain is processing it right now so but fives and nines are the ones that are really good at seeing all sides of a perspective but a nine will have an opinion but they can make any other opinion feel like they agree with them but they don't so they can see the sides and they can let's make it they can see it enough that they can help let someone else believe that they agree with them, but they actually don't agree with them. Not like in a, not like in a vindictive way, just in a, like, I want you to like in a non-confrontational, but also confrontational way, if that makes sense. Like he's not being confrontational with the person he's agreeing with. Anyways, so nines can do that. And fives, I, I can't, again, I can't remember if other numbers can do it as well, but Fives can do it, but fives actually struggle to have an opinion because they can see everybody's point of view and feel that they're all valid. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So hey, it's like, okay, that's so funny. Cause as you were saying the nine thing, I was like, I'm like that. I'm like that. And then when you said five, I'm like, no, probably more like that. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was telling a friend about this and I was like, the thing is with a five is like, it's great because I can see everybody's perspective. I can, I can. 
oh yeah, I see. Oh, totally. Yeah. I see the, oh yes, I see this one. Oh yes, absolutely. And now I'm like, okay, these are all valid. Absolutely. These are all valid. Well, now I've got 10 different perspectives on the same thing and I can't pick one because I see how they all make absolute sense. And so the way that this applies is when I go to speak an opinion about something, I, I can never have all the information on everything and I miss it. And I haven't been able to input this opinion that I'm missing. And someone points it out to me. Now I'm like, well, this is all invalid information because I didn't have any information before I talked about it. <laughs> and it's all messed up. And it's funny because when I realized I was a five, my girlfriend started sending me all these memes that were like, you'd be at a party with a five and you'd be like, what's your opinion on Game of Thrones? And the five would be like, I've never seen it. I can't comment on it. And then they would go home and binge watch it and then come back and be like, I have an answer now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah I wouldn't binge watch Game of Thrones I've never seen it but it was just an example right like if someone tells me what's your opinion on this I'm like I don't have one I don't know enough information like there's the for lack of a better term there's like a fear of speaking without fact and it's like that's a real thing for me is I don't want to say anything that I don't have any facts to back up I won't just be like this is true and I will say I heard this don't know if it's true or not my information is not valid but I heard this in case you want to look into it. So when I say things on here, that's the thing for me is I'm like, what if I say something that is like, I'm like, oh, this is my opinion. And then someone comes back at me like, I can't believe that's your opinion because you're totally missing all this information. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get all the information. I didn't do my homework, which I hated in school. So that's it for me. It's not about hurting people. It's like about being called out for missing information. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. And the other thing I was going to say is when you were talking about, <laughs> I knew, I knew there's something going on because I'm watching like her face is doing a thing. She's got something to say. I have something to say. I really think we should name our podcast. I have something to say. I was going to say, remember when we almost named it that? Yeah. And there was one. We should find some other way of saying that. I have something to say. I have something to fucking say. Anyways. I just can't. I I hear that be the line from Bewitched. I hear it in my head like I every know. time. I have I, something to say. I need to speak. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, what I was gonna say is, when you were talking about how like you feel people's feelings, like if someone is really excited about something, you are equally as excited for them. And if they're, and I've literally said this to AJ. Like this is before we were talking. All this is years ago. Years ago. I've literally always said to AJ, like, if you need, if you have exciting news and you want someone to be hyped up with you, like, you need to go to Melissa, like, 100%. And I've always said that, like, if I'm in a situation where I just need someone to be hyped, which is like, that's not, I'm never wanting someone to be hyped for my stuff. Like, I, that's not a thing I do. But if you need some, or you need someone to just be set, you don't want someone to come there and like tell you it's going to be okay and tell you how it's going to get better. You want someone to come and sit there and feel what you're feeling. You need Melissa. Like it's a real, and that when AJ and I went through our struggle and you're the one person I called, that's exactly why I called you because I, and I, I it's, it sucks because I'm like, I put my burden feelings on you. Thank you. But it's, it's thanks for taking it. Yes. Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sponge, for helping me through my emotions. 
but it's true. And it's, that's why I called you is because I didn't want someone, I, I logically knew it was going to be okay. I didn't need someone telling me it was going to be okay. I needed someone to come and sit with me in my actual emotions, not ask me questions that were stupid and unrelated, just someone who wanted me to help me do whatever the fuck it was that I wanted to do. And I knew that you would. And uh, you did. <laughs> and so anyways, it's funny when you describe yourself that way. I'm like, I literally described you that way too. And it's a good thing, but it also, like your therapist said, can be an unhealthy thing if it if it's taking you out. Because you, you can't let it take you out. And that's the hard part. It's like, and, and you know, what's weird is in that moment when she said that to me, I was like, you're telling me not to be myself. What kind of friggin' appointment is this? Like, that's who I am. But, but then it took me like, it's funny because that whole process to me, I mean, we could do a whole episode on that, but that whole process to me was like, I was in such a, like I had, I was so anxious. I had this debilitating freaking anxiety going on and there was lots going on in my life at the time. But I remember walking into that whole thing going, I don't know what the F I'm doing here, but I'm going to trust this woman and I'm just going to let it happen. And so she would give me this advice and I'd be like, what the, that does not sound, but okay. I, I'm just, I had nothing else to lose right now. I, I'm just, I'm going to just try this. And it would be like, oh, so now I look back on that. Like, again, that was one of those things where I was like, huh? And now I look back, I'm like, she wasn't telling me not to be myself. And please, if she's listening, she can correct me if I'm saying something wrong here. But this is what I took from it. She's not telling me not to be myself. She's telling me I still need to be able to stand up. I still need to be able to find myself in that and to take those emotions and recognize them for what they are. Somebody else's emotions. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like, I would sponge that and they would become mine. So like what Jeremy was saying, walking into a room with a lot of people. Yeah. Like I was like, yes, dude, I feel you for sure. Cause that was me. Like, and I'm not saying I don't still struggle with it because like, oof, I mean, that's, a, that's a hard thing to have when you have little kids that get upset about it. <laughs> so learning about not people pleasing basically for both of us, but in different levels different capacities, different capacities and how to not people please. Is there anything else that you can point out that you learned? Probably a lot more. I mean, that, that kind of thing sticks out to me the most in, in a, like on an emotional level. I think also just how much I love, and I knew this before. I mean, I think when you work, when you're the kind of person who enjoys working in a service industry, you're the kind of person who likes being around people and hearing people's stories. But it's interesting because it's something that I knew that I liked, but I didn't realize how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love hearing people's stories and being a safe place for them to come and talk. And I get such satisfaction from knowing that people can come and talk to us and feel like they want to open up and share their stories with us. I just feel such immense gratitude for that. And also just, it just, I don't know, it just fuels my fire. Like, I just love it. I just, I just really am enjoying that part of it. And so, I mean, it doesn't really answer your question on what you've learned. (laughs) Um, It's more like a self-discovery thing. Like I just, I knew, I knew before that I liked it. I like talking to people. I like hearing people's stories. I've always been fascinated in that, but I didn't know how much I was just going to be like 
passionately really loving hearing these stories and talking and actually sitting down and talking to people and asking them questions and and feeling like I'm asking a good question like we could ask a question like oh that was a good one yeah (laughs) you know yeah same same like I think about all my jobs and you know bartending straight out of high school I love the people aspect of it not that we had the same kind of conversations but I love the people aspect of it then I worked in an office and I I didn't like the office, but I love the people aspect of it. I worked in a personal training and I love the fitness side, but I still love that. But I also really love the relationships I built with my clients. Like most of my clients came to my wedding or were invited. Like, and I still talk to a lot of them. Like I, I just love them. And uh, yeah, so that loving people and then stepped in network marketing for a period of time. And I loved, I loved the meeting people. I loved the sitting down and hearing their stories. I loved that piece, hated the rest of it. <laughs> and so it's like, you know what I mean? So it's like this, this is like that, but yeah. without the part I hate, I have nothing to sell them. I'm not trying to do anything. I just want them to tell me and share their story and feel like they're being heard. And am I perfect at it? No. I walk out interviews like on a pro podcast all the time and I'm like, oh, I feel like I had some good questions, but there's so many more I could have asked. But I, yeah, same. I love it. And it fills my cup up so much. And I think it's so funny when you see the things that people do that fill their cup up. And some people could look at this and be like, oh my God, you just listen to people's stories all the time. Like that sounds awful. <laughs> but I mean, like with you building all this stuff for, for your daughter's birthday, and I'm like, this looks exhausting, but you love it. Right. So it's like, there's people in the world who you've got value to add and you just got to find where that value is that fills you up and adds value. And this is totally it. It's funny. I, so we have a, we have an episode coming into season two um, with Nicole. She runs Terra Digital Agency and I do some work for her because I also do some graphic work. And um, when she, we were first talking about potentially working together, she sent me this message and she said, tell me what lights your soul on fire. And I was like, good question, <laughs> dude, way to bring down the hammer. But I have messaged her probably like multiple times since then and be like, I just thought of something else. <laughs> you know, like, And I said to her the other day, I was like, you know, I, that question just popped back into my brain again. And I thought, I, I think the best answer is I'm still learning what's setting my soul on fire. But this right here, this is one of those things like being able to just and you dude you are like a flippant network goddess can I just say like I know how much you love it when people pump up your tires but (laughs) somebody was asking me the other day how did you get that person on the podcast and I was like Sammy because Sammy knew this person and then she knew this person then she connected over here and then she connected over here like it's just like like you're like a network queen and you just like and I remember talking to somebody at your at um your son's birthday party and I I wish I could remember who it is but she said to me yeah Sammy really is great at connecting people I said yeah she's the connector of all people like you're like I'm gonna pull you into my circle and I'm gonna introduce these people over here because you guys need to know each other and like you're just so good at it anyway tangent again but you are I know. I know how comfortable you are right now. What else can I say to pump up your tires to make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> you know what's funny? is The amount of times you say that, I know Trent, uh, 
in a tangent episode that you're like, oh my gosh, I know how much you love I love when I pop up your tires. People are going to actually think that I love it. <laughs> Sammy, so for the listeners at home, Sammy's face is incredibly uncomfortable looking right now because she gets uncomfortable when people pay her very large. Well, not that that was a very large compliment, but like <laughs> pumping up Sammy's tires is not something she's totally comfortable with. So I like to do it because I like you uncomfortable. It makes you, you're welcome. I love you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyways, so things subject. I'm gonna change the subject. Back to things we learned. I mean, like I appreciate the compliments. It's just uncomfortable when they stay on topic for too long. I remember maybe I'll leave this in. I remember when I was working at the gym, and this is a typical girl thing. This isn't just me specific. I know this one, but maybe not girl thing. Typical certain people's personalities thing. <laughs> and I was working and this guy that I worked with, who's a good friend, he walks up to me, he goes, You look really nice today. And I was like, uh, like, oh, thanks. Like I, whatever. I just discounted the compliment, whatever I said. I don't remember what I said, but I was like, oh man, I feel like I look like crap today or something like that. So why do you do that? And I was like, do what? He was like, why can't you just say thank you? Why can't you just take it and then be like, I look nice today. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) So you. Because it's not who I am. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel so like that's a pretty common thing. Anyways, things I learned. Um, so I just wrote things down that were random, that but they're all like really technical things. And so I'm just gonna say them because like we hit some big ones, I feel like already, and we'll move on to the next topic. But editing, we had we didn't practice anything. And the funny thing is we sat down, well, I sort of sat down with my girlfriend who had run a, I think, a pretty successful podcast. And um, and she had given us some tips on like ways to like you know, maybe do better right off the bat. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate you, girl, appreciate you so much. But I was like, I just need to learn by doing. Like, I just, I will not appreciate good sound quality unless I do bad sound quality. <laughs> and I just know that about me. If I had, I'm going to deliver some crap first. <laughs> I knew I needed to. I knew that if she was like, okay, you need to set your mics up this way and do this one and this one and this one. And if I did that, I would have been like, this is bullshit. I don't need to do this. And I would have just done it poorly. And then been like, oh, fuck, she was right. And she was right. But I needed to learn that by going through it first. Testing mics before recording, testing to make sure everybody says, which is another thing she said, make sure you test your mics. And I was like, we'll do. (laughs) And I did not testing mics before every single recording even if they're in the same spot you haven't moved them before every single recording which I did not test my mic before this recording but zoom is different than in person for sure yeah background sounds making sure there are no background sounds children laughing in your basement tapping on the table jewelry finger snapping fridges fans clocks Mm-hmm. all this stuff that you windows freaking windows if you sit too close to a window man like sounds coming in totally. so many I remember one day I was going to record an episode and it started pouring rain and the room I was in was in had a big window in it and it was like hard rain I think it was Chris Bridges episode and I was like oh my goodness thank goodness she was a little bit later because the rain had stopped <laughs> yeah prepping our guests I no I can't jump in I'm going right now um <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna laugh extra hard when I tell you what the go. 
Are you gonna say interrupting people? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say interruptions. <laughs> I'm interrupting you to tell you that I've learned about interrupting. It's a learning progress. It's a work in progress, Melissa, the interruptions. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh. Uh, keep going on your path. I was I'm getting hot now. I was just gonna say, um, prepping guests like in a couple of different ways. Like prepping them before uh many people want to we're finding out, do you want some prep questions? Do you want to know what we're gonna talk about? Are you game to just get together and banter? Like, where are you at? And then also once they're there, reminding them about, you know, all the sounds, lip smacking and, you know, clapping their hands, banging things. If they've got clankly jewelry on, like all of those things. So did you want to talk about interrupting now? Because now you're not interrupting. Um, No, but just to add to that, also something that I think is a learning in progress. And I think we're pretty good at it right now because we've had guests tell us that we are not because I'm like oh I'm so good um but I think we're learning how to make our guests feel comfortable as well because we are most of the time right now interviewing people who have never been on a podcast before or have never done anything like this before some who have but a lot that are like I was really nervous and then you know all of a sudden it just starts getting comfortable and and I think that's a progress a, a process too right mm-hmm. but um repetitive words oh listen to some of those first episodes I'm like oh I say that word a lot <laughs> I say that word or that phrase so much Ugh. having to get better at not doing ums it's better to have a pause than an um often and I, I don't know if I do this as much in recent episodes or I don't know if you're cutting it out or if I'm getting better at it I don't know uh, but I, at those beginning episodes, like that Theo too, and I was listening to it, I was like, Melissa, shut it. But I, I realized that recording a podcast is not the same as having a conversation with somebody. So when I'm talking to you and you and I are in the living room together and we're sitting there having a conversation, maybe telling me that's a really great example. Actually, you're telling me Theo's story. I'm not quiet. I'm like, Oh Oh my gosh. And I'm a very reactive kind of person. So in a conversation with you one-on-one in a living room, I'm reacting like that a lot. Like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Tell me more like, or asking questions or interrupting or whichever. And I think that part of that is just like my personality. Part of that is always wanting to make sure that the person knows that they're being heard. Um, And maybe that just went extreme, but I think that I'm, learning to not as much see but I like that I like that about having you on the podcast because I find I do because I find that I sit here and not and you can't see that you can't and again in in person I would absolutely be more like yeah oh my gosh or whatever I was saying things but I find automatically here I'm just nodding that's not recorded and obviously having it too much in the background is a problem but I don't find that most of yours are you know I find that when you do those it allows for that pause and acknowledgement that the person listening would have versus you know if I just kept talking and there wasn't that pause talking about Theo's story so I think it actually adds value personally I think I think a balance because those first ones I'm like you're saying "Uh uh-huh way too much me 
I'm saying it too much. I say mm-hmm. like, I listen to some of the first ones. I'm like, Oh gosh. And I think I've learned to just space those out so that th- the other person talking has space to be able to say what they're saying. I know something I learned. Okay. Last thing I learned, we don't get to decide someone's story. That was when I learned yeah. the hard way because Ooh. I heard not the hard way, like not like it went poorly, but I, I asked someone to be on the podcast because of X, Y, Z story in their life. But they had not previously expressed to me that that was a story in their life. Oh, do you know what I mean? So I can't decide that you should come on the podcast and share about your birth when your actual story in your mind is the pregnancy, right? Or whatever, right? Like, I don't get to decide what your story is. I can come and if you're going to come and share, like, if you meet someone and that person is going to share a story with you about something in their life, you can be like, man, do you want to talk about that? Because I would love to have you on the podcast. That's totally acceptable. But to just walk up to someone who isn't sharing their story with you, but you know this piece of information about them and say, this would really be a great story if you'd like to share the podcast. Not not a good thing to say to somebody because if they wanted to share their story, they would be. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be going to ask them to it. And if someone's not coming and just like speaking a story at you, so you can say, that would be a great story if you want to share on our podcast. Like you're clearly wanting to talk about it. So let's talk about it on your podcast and we can get it out to people. That's one thing. But when you know something about somebody and you just say like, would you like to share this on my podcast? It's not really acceptable because I've now decided what it is that you should talk about versus do you want to come be on my podcast? And now you get to, that person gets to decide what it is they want to talk about on the podcast. That's good. You know that people pleaser part of me that we talked about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going back into conversations that I had with people. I'm like, I hope I didn't make them feel bad because I totally did that. Now I'm like, I did it to two people. I had one of those two and I, and I'm not totally sure how to go back and apologize because I feel like I crossed the line a little bit. I think that's something about us that we try to stress often. And we try to say this often is like, our hearts are always coming from a place of love. Our hearts, we're never wanting to, we're never trying to take advantage of anybody. And we're never like, uh, this thing for us, the podcast for us is about exactly this. It's about having conversations and putting them out there and who knows what's going to happen. But sometimes sharing our story out loud is therapeutic. And it's not about how many followers we get. It's not about how many plays happen or how big or small this goes. It's just this. This is it. If it goes somewhere, fantastic. If it doesn't, this is us. We are authentically us. We are growing this in a very organic way because that's what we agreed we would do. And that's what's in our hearts. And it, it that's who we are. We're never going to ask somebody to share a story because we're like, Ooh, this is going to get us so many likes. This is going to get us so many follows. That's not where we're coming from. I think that we hear a story we're fascinated by and we're like, whoa, sharing my story felt therapeutic on the podcast. We want that for you, but maybe that's not their kind of therapy. And to be sensitive to that is something I think, I correct me if I'm wrong, we're both still learning. Like 
okay, so here's a story. It's super fascinating. We want it on the podcast because we want to hear more about it because we're fascinated and we like to hear people's stories. And because we're like, oh, like this could be powerful for you to be able to share this. And maybe somebody will hear it and also feel like they felt alone. And then they heard that story and now they feel less alone. Like that to me just makes me feel so like, oh, but it's about approaching that with mm-hmm. caution and with grace and respect and doing yeah. that in appropriate manner is that kind of what you're saying yeah totally in the fact that like I I assumed coming into this I assumed that people functioned like me mm-hmm. <laughs> um after like in in many ways I've learned in over the last few handful of years that people function all very differently and but one of the ways that I felt that that in this podcast specifically that I thought people were similar is is I don't typically just go and talk about myself. Like I don't walk up to people and go, oh my God, I got engaged. I'm here to talk about heaven. Like I usually offhandedly be like, oh yeah, we got engaged. And then wait for people to say, tell me the story. I don't just tell the story. And typically, obviously the podcast is different because that is what it's for. But in my life, I've not just done that. And I learned that I'm really good at asking questions and less good at sharing. And that doesn't create a good connection with people. But when I realized, well, actually after having babies, that when Sloan was born, I just really wanted to tell the story of her birth. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like clean and great, but it wasn't anything crazy. But I just really want to tell the birth story. And people asked me about it and I told them and I felt good about it. After Rory's happened, his was like crazy and chaotic and scared, scarred my midwife apparently. And and nobody asked me about it. Not nobody. Very few people asked me to tell the story. And I remember having this burning desire to just tell people, but I didn't want to just walk up and bombard people with this story. And so it just kind of eventually that desire to tell people just disappeared with Theo's story or Rory's story, birth story. And then when everything happened with Theo, for the longest time, I didn't, when it was happening, I didn't know what to say. But then afterwards, I just wanted to talk about it and nobody wanted nobody wanted to talk about it with me. Nobody wanted to ask me about it. And it was either because they'd read the story on Instagram so they assumed they knew everything or they were afraid of triggering me or they just didn't want to hear a really sad story. Like people just don't want to hear it because it hurts their heart. And like I remember trying to tell somebody that was close to me once and she was like, "Oh, don't no stop. I can't take it. I can't I can't hear anymore." And I remember I was so heartbroken because I was like, I'm trying to open up to you about something that was really hard for me and like that like most of the population will never have to experience and how hard this was. And you're telling me it's too hard for you to hear. Like you can't listen to this. And so I remember and I remember seeing people after whenever when I finally did start seeing people after Theo was born. And people didn't, I can't, like, I expected people to just come up and be like, what happened? Like, tell me the story. Because that's what I would do to somebody else is I would say, what happened? Do you want to talk about it? Tell me the story. And almost nobody did. There was a few, but m- mostly people didn't. And so because I realized it was eating me up so mad and I was so mad at people, I was like, why are you not asking me about this? Why won't you talk to me about it? Why is no, why is this not what everybody is talking about? Like with me. And I was so mad for so long. And I finally was like, I can't be mad at people for not wanting to talk to me about this. Like whatever their reason is, maybe they're just being cautious and don't want to trigger me. 
Maybe they think they've heard it and they don't want to know what to talk about. Um, or maybe they they don't want to hear, I can't, because it hurts them. I can't force people to want to hear this because it hurts them or whatever reason. And so I started sharing it, random bits and pieces of it on Instagram. And it was therapeutic. It was so, th- like, this makes me feel emotional talking about this, but it was so therapeutic for me to get that story out there. And so just just to be able to freely speak about it, because like I said, I don't just call a friend or the only person I talk to, like, as I'm thinking it is AJ. I don't just like call a friend and be like, oh my God, I was thinking about this today and I just need to share this with someone. I just don't do that. And so speaking on Instagram about it, whether it was typing or a story or whatever, helped me get it out. And so my point in telling you all this is that I assumed that most people that had gone through something that would be considered a big life event felt that same burning desire, felt that same like, I need to talk about this and nobody's asking me about it. And so I just thought that's what people wanted to do. And I've learned that some people just don't, they just want to pretend it didn't happen and don't talk about it. So for me, it's about that. It's about, I want to create a space for those people who do have a burning desire to tell their story, to get it out, to get that story out. Yeah. And whatever that story is, I don't care how intense or, or not intense that story is. If it's a story that's like burning in you to get out, like I want to be a space for you to release that. Yeah. I love that thing. Two things came up for me when you were saying that one, like Shauna, Shauna came to us and she was like, I just want to share my story and I don't know where to do it. And that, and remember when she said it was right after her mom died and she said she went through the Tim Hortons drive-thru mm-hmm. and she said I, it was the first time and certainly not the last time that she felt this, like somebody's like perkily talking to her and she just feels like telling her story because it's just like the world should stop right now. And I just want to be able to say this out loud, but something in in me is telling me it's not really socially appropriate to just do this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came up for me there. And I, I was like, when she came to us and, and wanted to share that I was just so grateful. Cause I was like, wow, yeah, this is what we're talking about. It's just like every story, every episode has been so powerful in its own way. And, but that one, when you talk about Theo's story, that desire to share story, to, to share the story that just reminded me of that totally yeah it reminded me of that when she was saying that too I was like yes I know what you're saying (laughs) I get it I remember coming home to AJ one time and I don't remember when this was along the journey but I remember said I think the hardest part about going through something like that's big is that you have these moments of triggering of that break you and whether it's you know the moment right after it happens or years later when something breaks you and you feel like you're so hurt that the world should just stop right now and and experience what you're feeling. And it doesn't. And you can't, you don't expect it to, but it's just like hard when you sit there and you think you're in your car or breaking down about whatever is hitting you. And you know that someone's in their house next door just cooking dinner, like nothing ever happened. And there's times in your life where you're the person cooking dinner and other people are experienced. It's this weird circle oh. of life. We watched The Lion King today. I was going to say the other thing that I thought about when you were saying that, and it would be interesting to hear Shauna's take on this. We should ask her to. Shauna, pipe in. Send us a message. Yeah. Just when you were talking about that, like people aren't asking you, because I know she's talked about that too, or like she was like, why aren't people asking me about my mom? I want to talk about my mom. And Shauna, hopefully it's okay. We're talking about this. I assume it is because we've released released a podcast on it. (laughs) Just that like, and when you're talking about Theo's stuff, I think like, okay, take Rory's story and then Theo's story. Rory's story, did you say people are asking you about it or they weren't? Not really, no. I think that when people 
Okay. So people are asking about Sloan story. People ask, I think people ask about it first because it's your first baby. How'd that go? Right. True. And I, I think that when people can relate because they've gone through something that is similar, then they feel comfortable asking the questions because they're like, I would feel comfortable ask if somebody asked me this question, I would feel comfortable where like, if I put myself in the position, which we were in, but let's go back to it right now, or I will. Um, if I put myself in the position of, I've just heard about what's going on with you and Theo, I have never experienced anything like that in my life. So I can't put myself in the position of what would I want somebody to ask me? What would I want somebody to say? I can't put myself in that position. So I'm like, I don't know what to say. That's not like, I want to be supportive. I want to be there, but I, I don't. Yeah. So like the, the thing that you said, like about not wanting to trigger you, I think, I wonder if that's part of why people don't say anything at all because they don't, not that they don't necessarily know what to say, but they're trying to find the right words, you know, like. I've had people say that to me too. It's like, I want to ask you about this, but I don't know what to ask you about. So like, I'm here to never been in a situation like that. I'm here to listen if you want to talk, but I don't know what to ask you. I've had people, a couple of people when I, what I put on Instagram that I like, I just want to talk about this. I had like two people say that back to me and I'm like, I appreciate that so much, but it's really hard for me. And I'm not, this isn't me putting it on them. It's just for me, it's really hard for me to just start speaking. Start talking about it. And so I need that ask to feel comfortable speaking. And I, and so for me, it's like, I want to be that needing someone to ask for someone else. Yeah. And it's funny with the, with the Rory thing is, my thing with Rory, with Theo's, I understood it a bit more, but with Rory, nobody knew how the birth had gone. Yeah. So it wasn't like people like, oh, like, I don't want to ask about this uncomfortable thing. People no. just didn't know. And they just didn't ask because it was my second one. And they were like, oh, yeah, when I had my second baby, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it went for me. <laughs> Fine. Who cares? I remember you telling me the story. Like, I remember sitting in your li- on your living room floor. Mm-hmm. And telling me the story and I remember being like you are the strongest person I know because <laughs> you're just telling me like yeah I mean and they came in and they said that it was traumatizing and I thought it is and I was like, yes yeah I mean it is <laughs> that's wild like and to this day it still doesn't feel traumatic for me the only part that gets me is like when I think about what a code blue meant like when I saw how much people in the NICU dropped what they were doing and rushed when a code blue was called I realized how serious it was and so it hit me then how much his life was at stake. And I didn't, I didn't, the birth part doesn't actually get me. It's just that part. That Anyways. Part. I want to ask you a question. Right. Yeah. It's a bit of a. Okay. I don't know where I am right now. This is not on topic. So. <laughs> we're lost. We're lost in the forest. Tell me some of your favorite moments from a, a season one. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I can make good questions. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Oh, this is like as tricky as freaking Chantel's question. What's your favorite episode? What do you love doing? I don't know, Chantel. <laughs> oh, there, there's one of my favorite moments is when she asked me what, where she should start in our podcast. And she was like, where should I start? Like I'm driving from, I'm driving, I'm going on a four hour drive and I want to listen to some episodes and where should I start? And I was like, I gave her this answer. And then I was like, we need to go ask Sammy and 
without us talking, you gave her the exact same answer. <laughs> She's just howling. Because we're the same person, but different. Yeah. We love them all. We love everybody. Like if you want a serious one, go here. If you want a funny one, go here. But they're all great. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is like, I feel like if we said just publicly, like we just love all the episodes, people would be like, yeah, yeah, fucking right. Like you have favorites. And yeah. it's funny because I don't. And like when Chantel said that, like, it, so for context for listeners, Chantel, who's been on a couple episodes, asked Melissa how where she should start on the podcast, like Melissa just said. And Melissa basically rambled on and ultimately ended up at saying, like, it's all great for different reasons. And then they asked me the question and not knowing this conversation happened between her and Melissa, I answered and said almost the exact same thing. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's that was a private conversation that none of you would have ever heard about. So it's pretty genuine that we actually love all the episodes. It's not just a cheesy thing to say so you all feel good about yourselves. It's a real thing. Because like some of them are, and that's the thing, like, I, I don't know, I can't tell you favorite moments other than that one. It's a pretty good one. But I love realizing how much, how good we work together and how beautiful the different things that we both love doing. Like Melissa loves the Instagram and like how our grid looks and is always kind of coming up with different creative stuff. She's like, how do you think this looks? I'm like, I don't care. Just fucking do it. Like whatever. That doesn't mean I don't make reels. I do, but like, yeah. There's like this picture that Melissa has and and I like could if it, if I was running our, our social media, I tell you it would look a lot different. It would and not in like a good way. Like it would be a mess. <laughs> there would be no highlights, we'll tell you that. Uh covers, maybe. I don't know. And so actually the white square that we started with, it would have stayed at that, but wouldn't have the beautiful happy air H and heart and S. It wouldn't have that. It would just be a white square with a picture and a name for sure. Anyways. So I love seeing those different things like I love the editing piece and you love the social media and I love the way that works together. Yeah, just honestly, like the whole journey with you as cheesy as this is, the whole journey with you has just been awesome. And just like if you I feel like we should just do a clip of some of like a, a episode that's just random clips of our WhatsApp conversations back and forth. <laughs> I have to ask you to do this and I, I hope I don't offend you. And and we both do it. We both do it back and forth. Like it just you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to not like it. It's okay. And like <laughs> I love when you said, I love when you said, hey, Melissa, you don't have to tell me all the things I did great after you told me something that maybe should change. Like, oh, she's so busty. <laughs> I sure did. Because you would come on, I would be like, send her. So I'd send you an episode and I'd be like, can you listen to this? Just make sure I didn't miss anything or tell me anything needs to be tweaked. And then you'd say, okay, so this was really good. And I love the way you edited this. And the sound sounded great. And this was really good. But I think at this point, I don't want to upset you. Hopefully this is okay. But I think this point we should take out this part. Unless you really think it should be in there. But I think that maybe this isn't why it should be in there. It's like, you could just send me a message and say, hey, Sammy from 1015 to 1119 needs to be removed. <laughs> it's okay. I don't We're need the pump up. I don't have to surround it in compliments. <laughs> basically but I love that too I love that too so I don't know if they ever moments like I love I love all of our early on people for just being so open to being our first guests like you guys were our 
trials were our mistakes were our but but such beautiful stories you know and it was raw and I remember I sat down with my brother for and I don't remember if it was I have a couple episodes with him one was his coming out story which we released and one was a travel story I don't remember which one I recorded first I think it was the coming out story and when I sat down to record like I was like yeah we don't have a name yet and I don't I don't really know how to intro so I'll just we'll just start talking and I'm just like (laughs) didn't I didn't know what to like I didn't it was just a mess and but it was a beautiful story nonetheless and so just yeah I don't know I don't have an answer I don't do you have an answer to that question I just all the things that you just said like I I love these little moments where we're getting to know each other and working together and like that was a surprise that like you have a social media page that you're active on that you share stuff on that you like you have a bigger following than me with social media and I'm crazy picky about sound. So I think if we would have gone back to when we were first talking about it, we probably would have guessed you'd be the social media girl and I'd be the editor and it's flip-flopped and it's comfortable. Like I am comfortable here in this role (laughs) and you love that role and it works so well together. Like, you know, like it works well together because we're both so gracious with each other and like actually you know, secretly I hate you. I just deal with it because <laughs> we're good together. <laughs> Killing me. Oh my God. Ah, just had to break. You could you could tell I was about to pump up your tires, right? Yeah. You're welcome. No, and I wasn't. I was I was just gonna say, um, I like how we kind of go back and forth between like, you know, like I'll do like a sound check on an on an episode or like a you edit it and I'm gonna listen to it. I listen to it afterwards and and maybe give out some pointers afterwards and and when I'm on Instagram sometimes you'll come on and have things that I need to do differently over there or you come on and you have awesome ideas on Instagram and you're putting them out there like we're just kind of it's just this really great ebb and flow like with a lot of understanding and a lot of grace and a lot of like I don't know. It's just great. I just, I just really like working with you too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I wanted to add this in as I was talking about the gratitude for our early on guests for being yeah. our guinea pigs. And yeah. I mean, people are still guinea pigs. Lots of people are guinea pigs, but I also have lots of gratitude for, and not, this is, I don't know how to say this without saying it. It's not like we had these people because they have big followings or mm. anything like that. We had them because they have great stories, but them giving us a chance even though we're a brand new podcast and they have these big followings is like, you didn't have to do that. That was something that you chose to do. And we're, we're super grateful for it, for allowing you to be a guinea pigs. Ultimately, you know, um, I don't want to name names because I don't want to forget somebody, but there's a handful of you and we're super grateful for everyone, everyone that, that was willing to just jump on to be a guinea pig at the beginning and everyone that, you know, has probably been on a podcast before or has a good social media following and doesn't need to be on a podcast for humoring us and being on our podcast, believing that it was going to be good. And everybody in between who you were still guinea pigs, just not the first episodes, you know, and um, yeah, we're just really, really grateful for all of our guests and all of our listeners also, obviously, because we could have a bajillion guests, but if we have no listeners, we got nothing. Like, you know, it's a problem. It's a real problem. So yeah, super grateful for that. Um, 
and just people trusting us with their story like you know you think about stories like I don't know I hate to single people out because I because everybody's every guest has been so great and so like each guest has their own story and each guest has their own like nuggets of pure wisdom that we're like wow yeah um but you think about for example a story like Lindsay and coming away from the Mormon church and that kind of thing a story like that was very emotional mm-hmm. and very raw and the fact that she could come to us and trust us with that and trust us to release something that is controversial and is very close to her heart and you know something like that like each guest coming to and I don't mean that to say like you know, hers the most, because everybody who comes to us and is telling a story, I'm just saying that one because it's like such a an obvious like emotional thing. It's an obvious emotional and controversial one. And oh, controversial. Most of the other emotional ones are not controversial. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But but anybody who comes to us and and trusts us to share their story in a graceful way is I'm just I'm I'm really grateful that people can trust us with that. I think that's, I think it's just, I just think it's truly beautiful. And for people who come to us and say, you know, I have something to say, I don't know, but I kind of feel like if I was in this position, I would want to feel less alone. So I'm going to share this story and hopefully somebody can hear it and feel less alone. I think that's just brave and beautiful. Yeah. And also the people that we asked to be on our podcast, now this is mostly the early people again, but not all the early people, there's other people too. That we said, hey, come be on our podcast, or do you want to be on our podcast, or whoever we ask them, and they're like, I don't know what I have to talk about, but sure. Those people like, yeah, and we have nothing to show you because we haven't released anything yet. (laughs) Pardon me, and we have nothing to show you because we haven't released anything yet. Just come and talk to me in a microphone for a while. (laughs) Totally. But the thing is, is a lot of the people who said that, a lot of people who were like, I don't know what to say, their episodes are in our top ten. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. have things to say, even if you don't think you have a story, you have something to say. And uh, I think finding find, if, you, if you get asked to be on a podcast, it might not be the right podcast fit. We might not be the right podcast fit for you and that's okay. Um, but if you're asked to be on a podcast, you think it's the right podcast fit, even if you don't think you have something to say, you probably do. You have value to add that you aren't even aware of yet. Yeah. So, Everybody has a story. For sure. Everybody has a story. Cue Amanda Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> I think of that in my head. Uh, I just don't like the line that'll break your heart because they're not always going to break your heart. <laughs> yeah, totally. It makes okay. me think of like, uh, that's a totally other topic. Anyways, so let's talk about next season. What yeah. is coming up that we are so excited for? And um, yeah, Melissa, what are you excited for for next season? Oh my God. I'm so excited for next season. Like I'm looking at this list and I'm like, we have so many exciting things. So like we are talking about, we've got business owners. We are talking about mental health. We're talking about body image. We're talking about who, what are we talking about, Sammy? What other things? Uh, Yeah. So body image, we've got your DNA test one going on. Um, 
I mean, I might find some family members evolve. Right. So cool. So we haven't said anything about that yet. And I have a reel I was going to put out, but uh, basically uh, Sammy and I did an episode where I spit in a cup and sent off my DNA because I have biological family that I don't know. And maybe we're going to find them and we're not going to look at those results until Sammy and I are on a microphone again. Yeah. Because we're going to catch all the rawness of it. So we will Absolutely. That was a good one. And then we have, so we have, we're going to have Lindsay and Mark on, I think. Yes. Yes. We are asking us for Lindsay and Mark and they have agreed and we're going to sit down the four of us. We're going to sit down, have a conversation with Lindsay and Mark. Yep. Yep. Which is going to be great. Um, We have, you know, a a beautiful story that we just recorded about, I don't even know how to preface it. You know, like this woman has lived more life in her years than most of us will ever live. It's an incredible story of overcoming in an amazing ways. Uh, there's loss in there. There is growing up living on the streets in there. And now she runs a company and is raising her daughter. And it's a massive story of strength and resiliency. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, strength and resiliency. Great. Great way to put that. So that story is coming up and that's going to be at least a three-part um at least a three-part story. We also have some people that we haven't asked yet that we are excited to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say any names because we haven't asked them yet, but we're starting to get to the point where we feel comfortable asking people that we don't know yet personally. But anyway, so we just we have some other guests we haven't asked yet that we're really excited about um, and some people that have been on our list like um I have a family friend who's a teacher who wants to come on and talk about ADHD and that's going to be amazing the body image one I'm really excited for what are you excited for? I'm really excited for the body image one too I, I mean lots of these people uh, I'm excited for all the people we're recording oh, so many great guests I'm so stoked I'm so stoked because they're I mean I just, like we talked about before, I'm just so excited about the kinds of conversations that we've had and the kinds of conversations we're going to. So we've got like some health overcoming stuff, some mental health, some little bit of everything. Don't forget our banters. They'll be sound. Don't forget. (laughs) You know, what's funny is I'm like, I don't even know if anybody likes our banter episodes, but I like recording them. I I like recording them and I like listening to them afterwards because like, oh yeah, (laughs) we're hilarious. So I, do, I don't know I just I don't know I love it I love it it's fun right like I like that we just put out there like hey take us lightheartedly because we don't really know what we're talking about anyways we're just yakking yeah absolutely I honestly thought this conversation was going to be like 30 minutes because I was like yeah like it'll be such a quick com- not because not because we can't talk not because we can't talk <laughs> but because I was like how long can a wrap-up episode be like we're just going to cover what we learned upcoming episodes gratitude for people like and then we're done and oh. so <laughs> I was like how long is this going to be and I but I just feel like we have so much to say not like we got so much to say we're so great but more than I thought and I, we spent like the first 40 minutes talking about the mental overcoming. So we had to go through in starting this podcast. And I'm really grateful for that. I think that was 
that and talking about our upcoming episodes and the people we're grateful for like is the most important thing and it's just true thanks so much melissa and for season one thank you so much for opening up to me and telling me that you were thinking of starting a podcast and then jumping on board with me when i said me too please and um just going along for this whole journey and and just it's been beautiful and I'm so grateful for it and I'm so excited for what's to come and I just know that no matter what happens uh this is going to continue to be so much fun and we will do it until it's not fun anymore I love that can I just say ditto ditto absolutely (laughs) ditto absolutely we will see you in season two everybody we'll see you in season two thank you so much for joining us today we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did Please feel free to find us on our Instagram page at thehappysoul.podcast and share with us your biggest takeaway from today's episode. We can't wait to see you again next time on The Happy Soul Podcast. With love, Sammy and Melissa.